I'm Renee. And I'm Anthony. Welcome to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. We connect the higher levels of consciousness to bring forth divine energies to teach ancient wisdom and to heal. Your journey to getting connected to your soul and all that is starts here. Hi, my name is Anthony. And I'm Renee. And we're here today to talk about Gaia. Gaia, Mother Earth, whatever name that you have for Gaia, we're here to talk about Gaia and her consciousness. Don't our spirit guides call you Gaia? They do indeed. They say that the prime energy that runs through me, that is me in this lifetime, is in fact Gaia. And I do feel that in a myriad of ways. Yeah, that's like an earth energy or a planetary energy that's running through you at this time. It is indeed. Whether you realize it or not, Gaia does have her own consciousness and we are all connected to her energy, but maybe not in ways that you might think. So we're gonna bring through our spirit guides and see what they have to say about Gaia. And we're also going to be reading from the Gaia Hypotheses, Science on a Pagan Planet, Michael Roos. And we're gonna read a few things from it and see what our guides have to say. Anthony is now connecting and bringing forth our guides. You came through fairly quickly. Must have been the word Gaia. You just got excited. It is always an honor and privilege to be in your presence, Gaia. (laughs) How ironic that we're going to be talking about Gaia and her consciousness. We knew that it would eventually come back to you, Gaia. (laughs) Although we're going to be talking really about it from the perspective of science and the pagan planet. One of the things he points out, I really do like the book for its historical look and really weaving us into Gaia from a historical perspective. And when it first started emerging way back, you know, and even in the 1980s, there was this whole emergence of Gaia and Mother Earth as really an alive energy. Aristotle spoke of understanding not only in terms of proximate causes, the sculptor striking the chisel to chip away at the marble, in the act of making a statue, but also of final causes, the end or purpose for which the sculpture is making the statue. And then he jumps forward and talks about, well, what does the soul have to do with all of this? Where does the soul even come into the story? As it does for Plato, soul plays a major part in Aristotle's thinking. But unlike Plato, he does not want to separate it from the body in the sense that one can imagine the intellectual part of the soul at least existing apart from the body. For Aristotle, body and soul are always in some sense one, with the soul animating and making possible the body. However, Aristotle rejected the idea of world souls. Aristotle did believe in gods but more so in particular as a prime mover. The prime mover is not the Christian God, creator of heaven and earth who made humans in his own image that he might love us and we might worship him. Even though they were both famous philosophers, mathematicians, poets, 
they were still on the right track. The problem is, they didn't see that consciousness is a part of it all as well. Even though there was the assumption and understanding of the soul, they didn't link it to consciousness. No, they didn't. They thought that it was separate. They thought that the body was real. They didn't understand that the body itself is nothing more than a projection. They couldn't see that they live in a realm that is unique to your planet. But that is okay. They were on the right track, the right path. And that's what they needed to do. But they did have a sense that there was something beyond themselves. If Plato believed that the soul is separate than the body, then that is okay too, because the soul can separate itself from the body. And it does that when you dream. You are literally separating your soul from the body. So Plato isn't completely wrong in that sense. However, the soul itself is always a part of the body. It never really leaves it. It's always connected to it. It can journey on its own if it chooses. Well, ultimately, at the end of our physical life in this physical body, it does leave the body. You can say that, yes. However, as we've told you before, you believe that the soul actually leaves the body. But remember, your body really doesn't exist anyway. How is that for philosophy? <laughs> we are mere projections. That is correct. So does it really leave the body? No, not really. But we say that it does, so you believe that it just goes out. But it really doesn't go anywhere. It just decides not to no longer have consciousness to that particular experience. And when you see that your consciousness decides not to have any more experience with this experience, then you see death. But it does ultimately go back into what you could call universal consciousness. You could say that, yes. That is correct. The question is, really, what is the difference between your consciousness and your soul? That is a question for another time. And we told you that your prime source energy is literally Gaia. Gaia itself is an energy that is related to the Earth, that encircles the Earth, like a Christos energy. However, Gaia is also referred to all planetary systems. Wherever there is life, and wherever there is the potential of life, that is where that Gaia energy exists. Can you talk about how we, as human beings, are connected to Gaia and her consciousness? And how, for those who want to be even more connected to Gaia and her consciousness, how can they do so? Hmm. 
So I guess that's two questions. To respond to your first question, how is it that you are connected to Gaia? Your earth is made primarily of water. You see yourselves as being made up primarily of water as well. You are a projection of your own earth. There truly is no separation between you and her. We will refer to her as her just for the sake of reference. What you do to Gaia, Gaia will respond to you in every way as what is occurring at this very moment. Gaia is a living, breathing being. It gives forth what it is that you need in your lives. Food, water, shelter, clothing, love. But she is taking a little bit of a holiday right now. She's going into correction mode, if you like. You could say that. You could say that she is correcting herself. And as she corrects herself, the earth itself is moving. It is correcting itself. The water is becoming clear. The sky is becoming clearer. And the human species is now starting to connect even more. And as you connect higher to a consciousness, a higher vibration, higher frequencies, the earth itself has already gone through a shift of realms, if you will. It has made that vibrational shift into a place where the majority of human beings will eventually go, but not all of you. So it's almost like a new earth in a new dimension, a higher vibrating dimension. That is correct. And that is the reason for the correction at this particular time. The correction was needed or is needed so that you can make that crossing or the jump, however you want to refer to it, into this dimensional shift what about for those who didn't really feel the need to go into lockdown? They felt that really participating in the world and participating in the planet as normal. Was they are those who feel that, or we should say, they are those that feel sometimes more disconnected actually. When they do not sense there are several of examples of this. The first example might be a spiritual person who feels that he or she, that no harm can come to you. Because they're beyond... That is correct. Any physical ailments that could come to them. But that is not true, actually. And then there are those who are completely ignorant or unknowing that there is even a shift occurring at this particular time. So they go about their business in their own state of mind. 
or perceived reality. That is correct. It is their perceived reality that they can do whatever they choose. And in essence, in reality, they can. And so they do. These are the souls that will not experience an awakening at this time. But they will at another time. It is only a process that occurs within, within Gaia herself. It is a process of awakening the living beings that participate with Gaia every single day. What about for people who want a closer connection to Gaia? Ah, the other question. A closer connection to Gaia, that's easy. Just go out and connect with her. Sit with her. Plant flowers for her. Appreciate her. Yes, give her gratitude. Give back to her soil. Water her trees. Prune her bushes. Grow flowers for her so that all can become a part of it. Make your yard a part of Gaia so that it is a paradise for all of the other creatures that wish to participate in it. Don't exclude them, but include them. Even the spiders <laughs> and the snakes that you don't like are all a part of Gaia too. And even the ducks who do poopies on our dock. <laughs> even they take shelter underneath some of the objects, the tables and the chairs which you put there so they can rest. That is correct. You make it a part of their home as well because it truly is. It doesn't belong to anyone. Gaia is a separate being who is free. No one has dominion over Gaia. And you are experiencing that at this particular moment. Your entire world has shut down as a result of a pandemic. Now you must all go in so you can connect to her again. And you're doing that, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Many of you are. We are indeed. You are literally reinventing yourselves by creating something that you were not before and connecting to higher consciousness. The most important thing at this time is really not to connect or be fed into the fear grid. No, no, not at all. When life gives you lemons, you're going to make unsweetened lemonade. <laughs> or you'll make them with mare lemons, <laughs> won't you? Indeed. Like you and Anthony are doing at this very moment. <laughs> you are creating, you are co-creating, not only with source energy, but with Gaia herself constantly co-creating. A co-creation is not just between one and the other. It is one with all things. And also a belief and an understanding that we are connected to all living, breathing things, including Gaia. Plato and Aristotle, they did have a notion of this, but they weren't completely 
understanding of how. One of the most quoted people throughout the book is someone named Lovelock. And there's quotations that go far back up until more recent ones. And some of the things that he is said to have said is that our planet looks after itself. All we can do is try to save ourselves. I call Gaia a physiological system because it appears to have the unconscious goal of regulating the climate and the chemistry at a comfortable state of life. That is true because Gaia is a living, breathing being. She is able to self-regulate. Your human beings are seeing that at this time. You're starting to see animals starting to run through the streets. You're starting to see the air become cleaner. The water becomes cleaner. The birds become louder because you can hear them now. The air is less polluted. So you see, Gaia is able to self-correct herself very quickly without any need for human intervention. It is important that all human beings realize that they are not separate from this planet, but they are literally breathing, growing plants, if you will. They are a part of her as well. And what they do to her If they are not kind to Gaia, then unfortunately Gaia is not kind to them. It is not something that is done on purpose. It is nothing more than a way of protecting itself. That's all. Even if you were to destroy yourselves, Gaia would still exist and still become the planet it once was. It would still learn how to clean itself, the waters, the rivers, and the air, and the soil. No more wake-up calls are needed. You already have and have had enough of them. It's time now to become awakened. And with that, we will take leave. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you being here. Gaia Thank you for receiving us. Thank you. So our guides are going to take leave now. And as they take leave, Anthony comes back into the here and now consciousness of where we are on the 3D plane. And here he comes. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to working with you again. And in the meantime, take care of Gaia. Be aware of her. Be conscious of her. Become one with her. And she will take care of you. Thanks so much. Thank you again. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Blue Soul Chats, a podcast that bridges the gap between science and spirituality. You can follow us on YouTube at Blue Soul Earth and find out more about us at www.bluesoulearth.com where you can learn more about our study with spirit courses and workshops. 
We are also Blue Soul Earth on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Clubhouse. Join us for a future episode of Blue Soul Chats where we hope to ignite your soul's purpose and journey. Thanks for being here and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and check out previous episodes in our library.